I heard uh, Mike talking about Matthew Hutton's column uh, just before he left this morning, and I was reading it too, and it underscores exactly why we need a strong opposition in a democracy, especially at a time of perceived crisis, COVID, and when the government can rule alone without the constraint of another party to keep them in check. A quick checklist from Hooton's column. The Health Minister, Andrew Little, forced to admit the centrepiece of the wellbeing budget has failed, specifically around mental health. The bizarre $785 million boom is bridge to Birkenhead. There's the poor vaccination rollout, although to be fair we're not alone in that, but we're certainly lagging far behind the rest of the developed world. Remember the gold standard vaccination programme? Yeah, no, not really. The constraint in vaccination supplies. There's been no measurable improvement in child poverty or housing, which are both of the PM's pet projects. Gang crime and shootings are up. I'm sure Matthew Hooton could go on. We could all go on. And as he points out, a competent opposition would be able to absolutely go to town on the government. And probably that is true of any government that's been in power for four to five years. The wheels are starting to fall off. People are starting to be less forgiving, although in this case, I don't know what the government would have to do to get a little bit of reason and a little bit of unfiltered, unblinkered, critical analysis on the performance. But nonetheless, you know, most governments after four to five years, people are starting to say, well, where is it? Where are all the promises? And they can justifiably ask those questions. And if they're lucky, they have a decent opposition who can do that for them in the House. But instead of holding this government to account... The National Party simply lurches from disaster to disaster, own goal to own goal, vendetta to vendetta. And the other parties are making the absolute most of it. As Hooton says, you know, we saw the return of Winston Peters in New Zealand First this week, and Conservative National voters have run home to Daddy, desperate for the reassurance and comfort that New Zealand First provides. ACT has picked up a few Liberal National voters, And then there must be some left who vote for National, who still support National. But why? How how could you justify your support for that party at the moment? Other than perhaps tradition or you've never voted anything else. Again, anybody with any kind of critical reasoning would look at the opposition and go, you have got to be freaking joking. That's the alternative? So what is National to do? It seriously, seriously needs to do something if it wants to be any kind of player. It needs to do something seismic, something bold, something potentially disastrous. National may have to destroy the village to save it and to save any semblance of a functioning democracy because while we have an all-powerful government and a completely woeful opposition, this is not democracy working. 